Welcome to season three of This Is Your Life in Silicon Valley, a podcast about the Bay Area, technology, and culture. I'm your host, Sunil Rajaraman, and I'm joined by my co-host, Yasha Kekis-Wolf. This Is Your Life in Silicon Valley is brought to you by The Bold Italic. I was a little nervous today. Well, you know, I had a little bit of a experience because um, two years ago, for context, uh, I wrote some satire, as you know, for the Bold Italic, and Kara Swisher tweeted to me. Yeah, it's like the namesake of our podcast. And Recode Decode uh, hosted me, and uh, I got to sit in the the red chair. And today, uh, we had Kara in our uh, in our tiny little broom closet. Yeah, a cool conversation too. Like you start to feel the importance of the relationship between tech and politics, and that's not a direction that I thought we would end up going. No, and uh, and Kara is really doing some amazing work in technology journalism, and one of the few people that is just not afraid of holding uh, tech accountable and asking the right questions and the hard questions. Enjoy. I think we're rolling. Awesome. Uh, are you a San Francisco native? No. Did you ever expect to grow up in or spend time in San Francisco? My children are, but no. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I like San Francisco. I always yeah. like San Francisco. Where'd you grow up? In lots of places. Where do you think about as home before San Francisco? Nowhere. I think lots of places. <laughs> I grew up in, uh, I was born in Philadelphia. I was, uh, we moved to New Jersey briefly, then to New York, to uh, near Roslyn Harbor. It's a town in um, the North Shore of Long Island. And then my dad died. And we then moved to Princeton, New Jersey. And I was there from through high school, essentially, from fifth grade to high school. And then Washington, and then... Do you feel like you have to be here right now? Is that, is that why... <laughs> in San Francisco? Yeah. Well, I've been here for 20 years. I yeah. mean, since the ni- mid-90s. Since right. I moved here right at the beginning of the internet uh, age. And now I'm actually splitting my time between San Francisco and D.C. Because my kids are growing up in D.C. now. Yeah. So Does I'm feel, half and half now. But I, I, right? DC, I, DC is D.C. and San Francisco are the two places I've lived most, the longest. And yeah. so... That's where I'm living now. So just splitting that time between the two, that feels yeah. right. That's the right Bi-coastal. And yeah, I'm dating someone in New York, so I'm tri-coastal, I guess. So. <laughs> do you like it here? Yes, I do. Yeah. And, you know, what do you say to people who say the city is in decline? It and, is. Oh, tell, tell us about that. Why is it in decline? Well, it's, you know, this it actually is funny. Last night, I walk everywhere in San Francisco. I walk a ton. Um, and so I've noticed the change has been so drastic, including people living on the streets. And there was someone in a tent on my street today this last night and i never had seen that like it, it was you know it's a pretty it's it's in the castro it's not like a fancy fancy neighborhood but i had never seen a full tent on the street uh in this particular neighborhood you see them now along Folsom and everything else and it just was sort of like oh god you know people should not be living on tents on the streets <laughs> why just... why has it why has the the decline accelerated as you know we were in this unprecedented year and a half it seems like it i mean every like this morning i was working out and I walked home and every single um, you know storefront had someone sleeping in it which was just wasn't happening before um, and it just wasn't it just I don't know why I just noticed it just it, and, and then when you when you contrast it to being in another city where that's not happening like DC or even New York it's really for various reasons it's freezing cold there it's a different weather pattern and stuff but it's really uh, the, the shift has been dramatic including the the, 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 the filth on the streets the trash the um, sort of the general sort of trashing of San Francisco. 
Did that influence the reason that you moved your children to D.C.? No, 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 no. I got a divorce, and my my ex became the CTO of America. So yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with trash. Yeah, um, she was working for Obama, and it was a really exciting opportunity for mm-hmm. her. And um, and the kids, we decided the kids might have a really fun adventure, and they ended up liking D.C. and they liked their high school. And if you have teenagers, you know it's not easy to move them around very easily. I do, and we so, moved ours once too many times. Yeah, so they don't like it, and yeah. so he they asked to stay there, and I I just make the accommodation for them, and I like. DC have a lot of friends there, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Do you think that there's any company or any organization in particular that's been destructive to San Francisco? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think I think housing. Housing is at the heart of everything, right? The lack of housing, the lack of affordable housing for people. Um, the you know all of the internet companies bringing up the prices, but that happens in every major city. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens in all this. You go to Brooklyn or you go to. Uh, uh, you know, like lots of different places. It's the same story is that, you know, there's a lot of like people want to live in one certain area of, of these major cities and it's they just the prices go up and they just happen to go up really high here and there's limited capacity here for building and then there's all the, the NIMBY people and the lack of density housing. There's just a great story and I, even the Chronicle or the New York Times about how it took 10 years to build this one group of affordable housing. It's insane yeah. that they don't build housing here. So um, do you do you think you'll still be here in a decade from now? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I cover tech, so it's hard not to, right? So I have to be here. You know, and you have to know the people here who live here and work here. And I spent a lot of time on the peninsula, too. Uh, I'm going down there this afternoon. So, are yeah. You, are you interviewing for a VC job? Yeah, right. Never, <laughs> never. You'll never. If you, if you see me take a VC job, you have to find me and hit me with a very large mallet, <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, no, I'm going down to do to Xerox Park. I think it's just called Park now uh, to do a, a, a forum on the, the ethics of AI with the guy who runs the runs the park right now. So. As somebody that's bi-coastal, are, right. are you feeling any movement of any of the people that you feel like you need to be a part of for the business that you're in moving to the East Coast? No, or no, not at all. It's not at all. No, I, you know, what's interesting is I, being in D.C., there's a lot of regulation going on. So I'm spending a lot of time visiting senators. And I see a lot of CEOs in D.C., oddly mm-hmm. enough. They're always there visiting. And so I saw Jamie Dimon recently, the head of Walmart. And I like talking to them because, they, you know, we talk about tech issues a lot. And then obviously all the, the senators. I'm going to go see Senator Michael Bennett soon. Um, I, I've spent a lot of time with Senator Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was hanging out with Senator Hassan. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to see, you know, I, I, Senator Wyden and stuff. So they've been on my podcast well, quite a bit. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've noticed this. You're, you're becoming more of this. At, you're at the intersection of tech and politics. You were, re- mm-hmm. you were retweeted by Donald Trump. Yeah, right? I was. Recently. Yeah, I was. Tell, what was that experience like? Oh, was you it? know, thankfully, he didn't use my name. So it was fine. So the trolls. It was not an, it was not a nice. Uh, it was a, it was a, an interview I did with Hillary Clinton. Uh, it was an event at the 92nd Street Y in New York, and then we put made it a podcast. We make it, everything a podcast, pretty much. Um, and uh, and so she, it was a back and forth. I got the name of someone wrong, and it was the two African-American men, and she said, oh, they all look alike. She was making a joke, which wasn't, people took the wrong way, and then he retweeted it, and I don't know. It it's it's amazing how, how, this, uh, how this narrative can just take shape on Twitter without... Uh... You know, without proper context, if you don't enter the conversation. I guess. I mean, everyone knows he's a liar. He's like a persistent and conspicuous liar. So I don't think most of the things he says, most people don't. See, now and I spent some time with uh, Governor Jay Inslee, yeah. who seems like he's very well educated about the mm-hmm. way the technology mm-hmm. industry and the Internet are having a, a kind yeah. of impact into his world. But it doesn't feel like that's the case with the majority of our elected officials. No, like, they're idiots. I mean, just watch the, the Google hearings. I mean, they had Sundar Pichai there yesterday, and this, the questions were so stupid. It yeah. was like, you know, there's some very serious questions to ask Google about. Uh, search in China and all kinds of things, and and they just they just go down to the lowest common error of stupidity, and yeah. you know as exemplified by by King, whatever his name. Oh is. my gosh, that was okay. awful. 
He's just, you just don't want to make fun of him, but he just doesn't know, like, why why even have him there? Why even fly Snowdar out there if you don't want to ask? It just was just a ridiculous, all those hearings were circuses as far yeah. as I can tell. Is there anything that happened that were not in those particular hearings that you think was important? Did you, or the stories no. about? It was just no, there. I watched Go the there whole for thing. the circus. I was and trying it. to find a column, and I was like, "There's nothing to say here, but except that Congress people are stupid, yeah. like that they don't understand what's happening." Now, I'm hoping that the people who are regulators do have some, you know, we're thinking about really important things like federal privacy regulation. That would be nice, mm-hmm. um, or thinking about you know ad, t- uh, political advertising, transparency, and things like that. And that's what you know, Senator Klobuchar, Senator Warner, they're very intelligent, and they're pe- the people that work for them are very right. intelligent. And so I think it's a question of how you come up with the right legislation and. And how to prevent the wrong legislation or legislation that gets hijacked by these Facebooks and Googles of the world. So, right. so let's talk about Facebook for a mm-hmm. second. You recently wrote a pretty good column on Sheryl Sandberg. I mm-hmm. thought it was very good. Do you think Mark Zuckerberg should be replaced as CEO of Facebook? It doesn't matter. It's like saying, do you think air should not exist? <laughs> he doesn't. There's no replacing him. He's unkillable. Which hypothetically, is what if that were to happen, yeah, but it can't. So it can't. Like it doesn't matter. Hypothetically, sure. He's. I don't think he's up to the task. I've said that many times publicly. I think it's it's a it's a it's a job that requires an enormously uh, wise person to be running this. I don't even think a person is really capable of running yeah. that company at this point with all the different global problems. Like, it's very different from India and Myanmar to. Right. Colombia to the United States to Europe. I mean, there's so many questions. I don't think any one person can really understand this. And the way they built the product is makes it almost impossible. Who are the person or persons that uh, that he should have on his team that could help? I with... don't know. He's had the same people for 10 years. Right. I mean, I've always had a problem with that. They were always very inter- interested in talking about their cohesion. Like, we all get along so well over 10 years. And I'm like, is that such a good thing? That's not such a good thing. And it's also the same you know, tight group of people. And I understand why he has that. He's got, you know, he's got incoming all the time and uh, he wants to be around people he trusts, but he's, he's responsible for such a big swath of humanity that mm-hmm. it's really, and he's unelected. And, uh, you know, he, it's just it's just an interesting question of like, who could, is there someone who could actually run this place? How, how would you respond to people who, who look at Times coverage and say, oh, well, you know, the New York Times coverage of Facebook is of course negative because there's an incentive to break oh, up. Oh, for it. goodness sake. What would you say to those people? They're stupid. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't run the New York Times. I just write a – I'm a contributor to them, so I I don't work for the New York Times also. So I can say that this is someone on the outside. I don't – you know, I write a column for them every week. That's it. Um, And I don't – they're not my employer. My employer is Vox Media. Um, It's just that's not why people do things. I think what we can be accused of, the press in general, not the New York Times in particular, is not understanding, say, the advertising, online advertising market or not understanding some of the technology and sort of painting a very broad brush over the industry. That said, directionally, everything that's been written about these companies is correct. Directionally, they overstep. Directionally, they don't have any responsibility for the things they're doing. Directionally, they've they've abrogated responsibility while they're collecting all the money. You know, they're thoughtless in the creation. And you don't need – there's 20 instances around the world where they have been sloppy, Facebook, for example. And so I think they can't – they can point to tiny little mistakes, you know, or – Maybe this was a little too focused on this, and this maybe happened like this. But that's what they do. They point to the tiny mistakes. Broader, the, the thematic things being put forth by the New York Times, my, by myself and by many others, are absolutely correct, is that tech has damage, has done damage to society. And now what? Yeah. And do you think like federal regulation is a path that we should be going collectively? I think it's natural. It's just yeah. the thing that happened with Microsoft. It happened with it mm-hmm. happens with everybody, AT&T. And yeah. actually, you know, someone was pointing out to me when AT&T got – got uh, pulled apart which was a great 
people were against that, if you remember. You know, a thousand flowers bloomed. Kind of not to use a communist phrase, but um, but it was it, it was it created a lot of innovation. The same thing after Microsoft got pushed down a few pegs, Google. Like it, yeah. so, I don't think it's such a bad thing to not to have these larger companies brought to heel a little bit, um, and and they have unlimited power at this point. You've had hundreds of CEOs uh, in yeah. your in your chair. Mm-hmm. What's what is going on with the mercurial CEO? Why is that so in vogue? You got Elon <laughs> Musk. Yeah, you know, what's I don't know. What's... I, Elon's his own singular <laughs> sensation. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what to, Elon's Elon. So I think who else is a mercurial CEO? Yeah, uh, you got. Well, I mean, you got you got Zuckerberg. You got he's not uh, mercurial. He's dull. Well, okay, dull. <laughs> okay. You got you got Jack. I guess well, you know he's, you, not, he's not, not mercurial. He's just odd. Like I mean, they're just yeah yeah weird people. Like, yeah like yeah people, sure. Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting because these people are the founders. Like, you don't like. I bet like Thomas Edison was weird. Like, I bet you know Henry Ford was weird. Like, he was weird. Like, you go back and look at historical yeah. stuff around them. Most of these people who are founders and inventors and entrepreneurs are weird people to start with, and therefore, and then they get in positions of power. Like, you know, I knew Jeff Bezos before he was a billionaire, and he was weird then, and he's weird now. Like, you know what I mean? He had his things. He had his quirks, and now they're just they're just become they're writ larger. Who's the most difficult to cover out of that out of that bunch? Uh, they're none of them. I don't think any. Bezos, I guess he knows because he's an adult. He knows his way around a press person. So uh, difficult. Does it just mean he's more cautious? Or yeah, it, yeah, he's smart. He's an adult. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't doesn't feel the need to tell you everything, which is not which I like. Person who feels the need to tell you everything. He's not that insecure, so yeah. <laughs> he can't he can't take advantage of that. So somewhere were to give you a hundred dollars to put in the stock market on one of the Fang stocks, which one do you bet on? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Why? Because he's brilliant i think he's brilliant i'm sorry i think the things he does are really smart i think I, he, the, the, if i would have pick a, a criticism of them i think he's got a very tight group of people too that he needs to freshen up i think ultimately but i think he's very carefully trod slowly and carefully into lots of markets i think he's very thoughtful i don't think it's a hair on fire company and you know apple probably although they have issues around innovation like what's the next innovative thing but tim cook they they have a very well oiled machine over there and very mature executives and that's a positive and a negative like where does innovation come from that's my big theme for 2019 what about uh, 2019? where does it come from where yeah. where is innovation going to come from where's yeah. the next innovation going to come from i'm done with ethics i'm not done with ethics but I, that was my big thing is tech responsibility and ethics sure. and that's still a really important thing but i think the question is how do we create innovation amid all this complexity yeah well, you and don't think it's scooters you don't, you don't <laughs> i love scooters don't insult scooters you love scooters i love scooters what, why do you you love scooters? Because they're fun. Have you ridden on one? No, I'm well, afraid then, I'm going to fall down. Well, don't worry. Well, you're kind of tall, yeah. right? You're center of gravity. I'm good with scooters. I'm tiny, so I look like a little troll. But uh, I like them. I like them. They get me from place to place, and I like them, and I wear a helmet. It's do you fine. think those are multi-billion dollar companies? I don't know. They're fun. They're useful. They're just, they're just I don't know. When you become a VC, you're going to... I don't invest know. In lots of scooter no, companies. no, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're small company. I think people use them a lot. I, yeah. I've seen people using them a lot. I use them a lot. So I just I go by what I use. Like I find them useful. So they're just they're there. I ride instead of walking. I walk a lot. It just just depends if I'm late. Pretty much. Um, so I like them. If, if Are you worried t- about getting in trouble? <laughs> Are that what you're worried about? <laughs> worried about on getting, a scooter? On a scooter? You know. So I can't look. If I'm going to pay for transportation, I want that shit to take me from point A to point B. Car. I don't want to have to think about it. Right. Like anything you that like can, the wind in your hair. He also doesn't like fun. Like he's I was just riding, he's straight up. I, was I don't riding fun. through Georgetown the other day. It was a beautiful day. The fall leaves were falling. It was nice. I was I was going to uh, meet someone. I was a friend of mine has a David Gregory has a course there, and I rode the scooter there. It was very lovely. 
If 2018 is all about $3. ethics and responsibility in tech, is is it like a hard line for you? Like no, I gotta no, go think I'm about just innovation thinking about or innovation. A, I'm just like wondering where the next. I was like, where's the next? Someone was like, what's the hot company? I was like, I don't know. Like scooters, right? That's it. Like that's all you can come up with. There's like, where is it? Is it like, where is the next interesting innovation happening? Right. And I think I think tech may be a little tired right now. Mm-hmm. So what's tired. on your radar? I mean, like, what do you what are your stories that you can you know that you're thinking? I mean, you don't want to tip your hand to to other publications out yeah. there, but. But what, do you, what are some things that you're thinking well, about? Well, obviously political. Politi- with Trump and the everything is political now. And, like, what happens with politics is, I think, the center. The, Washington has become the center again. Like, he has pulled everybody into Washington, even though he's trying to get everyone out of the swamp. People are precisely interested because they're precisely interested in him and ob- all the things he's doing. Um, I think where innovation coming from and the competition around the globe, I think I'm really interested in the, 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 the challenges from China, from India. And from other in Israel, um, and where how America U.S. tech remains innovative, mm-hmm. I think is interesting. I think jobs are always like where do jobs go? Where's the where's the real impact from jobs and education on uh, by by tech with the impact of tech on jobs and education? And if, if Trump says he would join your podcast and he would just yes. do no holes barred interview, yes. would you have him on? Of course. And what would you Hello. ask him? What are... why, why is that even a question? Of course, I, I've actually tweeted at him saying, "Please come on my podcast." I'm I'm much me. I'm much nicer than Jim Acosta. I think or something like that. So. <laughs> top 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 couple things you would ask him or subjects you would press him on. What would they be? Twitter. I'd start. Well, I, I want to be a tech. I, you'd have to be tech or for me. Like obviously, I, there's so many things. Like where do you start? How? Why is it? How do you? Why do you lie so much? Like what? Like what is the? What is the thinking? Like, why? Why does no one ask him that? Like, I what? don't know. I would ask him directly. I'm like yeah. you lie a lot. Like what, tell me about it. Like because you do it. Like you got to be aware. Are you not aware of it? Or are you just like. Would you lie to yourself? Would you like? I would work on lies for a long time because I'm really interested in that. And then I think, I, why do you want to do this? Um, why is is he going to remain president? What, how does his day go? Like, what does he do all day? Right. Like, I want I, like people say what he does all day. I want him to tell me right. what he does all day. Confirm that you're in your bedroom for watching six TV. hours watching what TV. What are you doing? Yeah. I think he's watching, but I want to know: Are you watching TV? I asked that of Steve Jobs once. Like, what do you do all day? Everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you asked them. What do you do all day? Because it seems like you're you're up 24 hours a day. I'm busy. And it doesn't seem possible. Like, describe. Like, like, can you just give us. I'll go through a schedule. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what time do you go to bed? What time do you wake Um, up? I gotta get up early. Um, let me think. I travel a lot, so I'm, I'm. Let me give you a day. This is this is a day that drove someone I know crazy. Someone I'm dating crazy. They're like, "What do you do more in a day than I do in 20 years?" So, um, so let me find a good day. Let's find a good day. Here's one. Okay, here's one. Okay, the other day. So I took a night flight. I, I took a, a an overnight a, a flight to. I was in in New York, and I. I had lunch with Maggie Haberman, who's a friend of mine, who mm-hmm. I like, and we were talking about Love her work. speaking of someone who works all the time, who then had a, like three stories like an hour after we left lunch, which was incredible. Um, but then I flew to New York on Monday, uh, from New York to here on an early, 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 like 5 a.m. flight. But on the plane, what are you doing on the plane? I was working. I was working. I was returning emails, stuff like that, um, things like that, just returning emails, working, thinking up story ideas responding to readers and stuff like that and then i got here and i did a um i worked out which i, I always try to work out every day soul cycle something or something like that yeah so, oh, okay like, okay yeah, soul cycle things like that and then i did an event with ezra klein at manny's this mm-hmm. new event space in san francisco at 16th and valencia which is amazing and so this week i'm going there tonight yeah it's great they do pod, they do podcast we did podcasts from there and we do they do live events it's a wonderful it's a wonderful new venue um, and then I went out to dinner with uh, Ezra and the guy from Sleeping Giant, uh, who was the one that pushed 
Bannon off, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, big trouble yeah. for Breitbart. He wanted some advice on some things he's doing. So Which he, restaurants did you go to? Can you share? Just nearby, yeah, um, uh, Sunflower. Okay, okay. You know, and then the next day, and then I woke up the next day and did uh, one, two, three podcasts. Let's see, let's see what, what I, I woke. I woke up the next morning very early, had a call with a sponsor. Um, who was one of our sponsors, and I just about an event I'm going to do with them. And then I had breakfast with a sponsor down in Silicon Valley. So I had dri- I drove down to Silicon Valley, and on the drive down, I did a bunch of calls on the on the on the drive, which because there was tons of traffic. I got there, had breakfast with the CEO of this company, who's one of our sponsors, and we were talking about some events. We're going to do some live events on AI in DC, talking mm-hmm. to policymakers. And so we don't let sponsors decide any of our content, but we were just talking about it. And we just, it was a nice get to meet you. Thank you for the money sponsors kind yeah. of breakfast. And then I came back and uh, I had been, I had been flying from New York to LA and then to San Francisco to interview Peter Jackson in person. But then he had to move the time and I could, so then I, when I was, when I get to LA, I got on a plane here faster because I had to get to this Ezra Klein thing. And so I ended up doing a, a podcast with Peter Jackson, who's done this amazing movie. Um, he's the director of the Hobbit movies, yeah. obviously, yep. and everything else. But he's done this movie. He colorized all this World War One footage uh, and made a movie out of it. It's astonishing. It's an, so I saw it. I had seen it in New York over the weekend, and and we did an hour long podcast about that. Um, it was remote. I don't usually do remote podcasts, but then we ended up doing it. Um, and then I did three more podcasts: one with the DoorDash CEO, one with a, a guy from Australia in '99. I'm exhausted. And then we had a Vox holiday party, and then I had another party, another event. But you, you, so. Okay, so how do you do and then the, I wrote, tw- the I wrote Twitter? Because like, you're super engaging on Twitter. Yeah. You follow, mm-hmm. like, where, is, it, is that just like, okay, I've got 15 seconds. I'm just going to tweet something. I'm going to tweet something. Yeah, about. I do it in the morning and stuff like that. I respond. I, I take minutes when I'm driving somewhere. Not driving in a car. But yeah, I'm driving, okay. No, yeah. when I'm being driven. Um, I tend to, uh, just when I'm sitting, I suppose I'll do that. I don't. I do that because I think it's really good to respond to readers you know what I mean like and I get ideas on Twitter and I put, put out like I like I'm thinking of doing I had finished a column last week about China and now I'm thinking about um the Saudis this week for some reason I don't know if it's going to end up I'm writing it tonight I'll write the, the column tonight on the plane to New York I'm going to a plane to New York so I'll write the column tonight it's, it's actually due last night but I ended up Taking my staff out. So even great writers miss deadlines every now and then. Well, it doesn't really matter when my column. You know, I mean, I don't think the New York Times is like waiting. Kara Swisher, when are you filing immediately? (laughs) No, you know, I mean, these are these are. uh, I want to do the best column I can. So I'm contemplating an Uber column about them having an IPO. I had had been in um, Las Vegas last week with Dara Costa Shahi. I had him on stage at an event, so we talked a little bit about their IPO and stuff. Uber, Um, Uber or Lyft. In the public market, assuming Lyft valuation first. is equal. Live first. Yeah. Then Uber. Yeah, they're both going in. Or, or I'm sorry, uh, who, who would you bet on, Uber or Lyft, uh, to deliver more returns long run? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I think it's a tough businesses, right? Yeah, those are tough they businesses. They have to merge, right? Don't they? I mean, at some point. No, at some point, right? They've got to split up the world, and that's it, right? Did and you vote in the last yes, San Francisco mayoral election? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who'd you vote for? London Breed. Yeah. And yes, have you had a chance to spend time with her? No, but I'm getting her on the podcast. I, w- I would really like to talk to her yeah. about what she's doing. She's trying, obviously. This is a really tough city to deal with yeah. um, and to move the move these tech executives. I just did a really long podcast with uh, I mean, a show, an NBC show with Mark Benioff, mm-hmm. who is the uh, CEO of Salesforce. We did it at the top of Salesforce Tower, and we talked a lot about politics. I'm going to take off my coat because it's hot in here. Yeah. yeah. Hot in here. Oh, my gosh. Hey, what do you think of his scarf? It's very fetching. Thank you. <laughs> He's been making fun of me all morning. Why? It's fetching. It's well oh. done. 
This he's he's my fashion. Yasha is my fashion icon. You, you're wearing like you look, you're just like a lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am. Wearing a, like, oh, I was going for a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, in San Francisco, that's a lesbian. Just so you know. Okay. Well. All right. Okay. Next life. All right. I am Hindu. It's a nice. It's nice. It's a nice shirt. Yeah, it's a nice shirt. I just you don't got... see plaid much. You don't see plaid Beyond much. Beyond the bedroom. It's the holidays. <laughs> is He's it? it out. Beyond the bedroom pajama. You don't see a plaid like that, right? Okay, you know what? This is, this is not going how I planned, and I'm not sure I like it. But that's all right. Who, who does someone like you turn to for advice? I've always wondered about that. You're at the top of yeah, your profession. Nobody. You got to... No one. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Of course I do. Is, no is there is there like a mentor or somebody you reach well, out you to? Well, you know, Walt just... Mossberg was for many years. You know, he was he he and I did the the code conference, the code and all things D before. So Walt was a very early mentor. Um, but it was interesting because I I don't have as, as many people that I talk to as I used to. Um, you know, I do talk to Jim Bankoff, who's the CEO of Box, and he and I are very good friends too. Um, and we're con- we're constantly talking about things and where things are going. And Melissa Bell, who's the publisher of Box, and I, we tend to talk a lot about things. Uh, but for mentorship, not a lot of people. You know, Maggie, like Maggie Haberman, someone like that, or uh, an uh, other top reporter. Like I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm friends with a lot of reporters who are well known. I think in their fields and stuff like that. And so I, you know, I sometimes call people for lunch and say, "Would you like to have lunch?" Or, or even, you know, anyone, anyone. I get my kids actually. My kids are give me really good advice, and they're like, "Mom, that's not cool," or like something like that. So, um, but in general. Um, do your kids tell you that the things you do are cool? Some also? of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're pretty honest. They're great. I've had my oldest son on the podcast quite a lot because yeah. he's really good, actually. And those really you score really well, if you can believe it. They and do. do they do they know that you're you know yes. famous? Yeah. And how do they how do they handle that? They make fun of it. Huh? Completely. I'm famous, like like a weird famous, like famous among geeky people. It's like it's not really. Although interestingly, with the podcast, it's become different. Like there's a lot of young women. Like I did this thing on Slate that people seem to like, where I insulted like everyone I've ever worked for. Um, so it's it's interesting because as we take the podcast out to more a broader audience, um, like we do a Hillary Clinton or we do. You know, I, I'm dying to do Chrissy Teigen, for example. Like as we, as we, like, so are we? Yeah, like, they, like honestly, it's just so much fun <laughs> she's publicly. Really like, funny, it, yeah. Whenever. Like I want to do a podcast, talk yeah. to her. Um, as we sort of make, you know, as we do more political people, as we do more uh, celebrity type, not celebrity. I don't want to say that. Just like Hollywood kind of people. There's a there's a larger audience, and since since doing the Times thing, there's a broader. It's a broader audience versus just the tech people. Uh, you, you do get noticed a lot, which is interesting. My kids could care less. Do you like podcasting more than writing? I do. Yeah. I know. Yes. 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 Yeah. I do like writing for the New York Times because the impact is really rather large, broader. Like I could write the same thing on Recode, and I, I think we did great. We've done great work on Recode, but like the reverb, exact same thing on Recode has a different reverberation than it does in the New York Times. Yeah. You're, you're somebody who's who probably gets a lot of you know negative feedback on no. Twitter for things. No. no. No, nobody ever comes at me on Twitter. Really? And is that really? because you, you, you... I don't know. Someone the other day was like, oh, you must get killed on Twitter. I'm like, you know, I don't. I don't. It's always like, good job, Kara. Like, I'm sort of like, where are the... You know, it's every now and then there's someone who's like, the liberal lesbian from San Francisco. So I'm like, yes, that's descriptive. Thank you for that. Like, I'm not particularly liberal. Like, I'm, I'm like, liberal on some things. I'm not liberal on other. You'd be surprised. Um, but uh, but it was, it's, it's never, like, real good. There's no, there's no one that's real good that comes at me on Twitter. It's not, you know, even people who come at me then become pals, like Scaramucci, like not pal, he's not my pal, me, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like he, he's yeah. like, I like attack him, and he tags me, and then he's like, have a drink, and I'm like, okay. Do, do people find you intimidating? 
Uh, I think they find me intimidating and then funny. I'm so. completely intimidated in really? this room right now. Are you? Yeah. I'm six foot five, and I'm. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take you out at the knees. I, you'll take me out at the knees. I'm like um, I'm sweating. No, I got... think people like. I think people think I'm. I think are surprised. I'm. I'm somewhat funny, and I think I don't. I don't. Um, I think people are intimidated initially, and then when I don't bite them, they're very pleased. Yeah. By the situation, and I'm sometimes I'm I'm I try to be very nice to people in person, so I don't have like an asshole image. You know, I don't think you would find that if you went around. I don't right. think people would think. Everybody that says that they know you say that they love you. Yeah, and exactly. And you're super funny and kind. Yes. Um, yeah. But yes, I imagine that the vast majority of people that you interact with, like, transactionally, just want something from you. And that's got to be well, super Well, sometimes, sometimes. I think what I, th- what I think pe- is lost is that people want really, what I said this during this Ezra podcast, I think people want, he's like, why do people talk to you? Someone asked me that on Twitter the other day. Why do people talk to you at all? And I was like, because they like good questions. Like, they like good they like good conversations. So I think smart people, of which Silicon Valley is full of smart, smart people, love good questions and they love good discussions. And I think they talk to me because I ask good questions mm-hmm. and then they end up having a good discussion. And so unless you're a complete insecure, you know, jackass, you're going to like it. Like you're, you're a smart person. You want to have a debate. Like I had a great debate with Sam Altman the other day at a podcast. It was great. Yep. People love that. And we didn't agree on it's anything. On Nothing, like nothing. Like, he's what's like, an example of you something know, he's you disagree happy, on? Happy, shiny future, <laughs> right? Of yeah. every, hey, they don't mean to wreck the world. I'm huh. like, hey, they mean to, you know. But it was more sophisticated than that, and so it was great because we had a great disagreement. But it was it was well argued, and I think people, I think people, and the room was packed, and people were really enjoying it. And it's because I think people are so tired of this twitchy, stupid culture. Like, and I don't mean because sometimes on Twitter it's wonderful. Like, funny memes on Twitter are hysterical. Like, you yeah. just laugh and like, like sometimes you'll see people respond to things about you know whatever happened to Michael Cohen or whatever. Some of it's very funny, um, but I think people are tired of twitchy, thin, thinly thought out things, and are very interested in substantive discussions about whatever topic. You know. yeah. So I think maybe that's we're at the end of TV commentators, hopefully. Maybe the oh, beginning of the end. Things. I right? won't go like, on them. I, won't. I mean, yeah. I'm on TV a lot, but I won't go on with those six panel. I refuse. Yeah. I'm, every time they're like a six panel, I'm like, and no. They're like, thanks for thanks And of for course, they're like, everyone wants to be on TV. I'm like, not me. Not <laughs> what, me on those things. Sean Hannity <laughs> asks you to come on a show. Do you go or no? I don't know about that. I got to tell you, he's such a bag of rage. I just don't want to. I, just, I think I'd hit him. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to hit you right now. I'm just going to have to. I'm going to be arrested. It's going to be bad. I just, mm. I feel like I wouldn't be able to not say you giant fucking asshole. Like, I just don't, I, you know, and I don't want to. Like, I think I just, he's the one I wouldn't go on the show. You're right. I wouldn't mm. go on. Tucker Carlson, that that horrible. Jessica Powell, who we interviewed earlier, was on Tucker Carlson. Yeah, she was. She said it was he was benign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was benign. Like forgot about that entire thing. She's oh, because like, well, you know we when, you, when you get him in their when you get in their face, they suddenly get polite. They say all this shitty stuff, and then when you when you leave, but when you're there, they're too scared to actually. That seems continue. to be the playbook. Then the Dennis Herrera was talking. We were talking about social media tough guys or two yeah. thumb thugs. Mm-hmm. It's so so easy to do it from a distance. Yes, exactly, that? exactly. So I just, I, Sean Handy, I don't think I could go on that. That's an interesting question. I, I was invited once to Bill O'Reilly, and I was like, I just can't. Huh. Life is too freaking short for that jackass. So like, you, you threw know. out Trump and you threw out Chrissy mm-hmm. Teigen. Who's top I three? Do Trump though, Trump, hundred percent. Yeah, top three on your podcast interview list. You can get anyone. Who are the if three on your list right now? Huh. That's a good question. Um, besides Trump and Chrissy Teigen, yeah, <laughs> which is an yeah. unusual pairing. Um, uh, let's think. Let's think. Who would I love to get? I, um, gosh, there's. I've interviewed a lot of people, so I'm trying to think of yeah. who I haven't gotten to. Um, I think I would really like to talk to Angela Merkel. Mm. 
I know that sounds crazy. I just think she's in a fa- has been in a facet. I think Angela Merkel and Theresa May would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, and those are those are national figures. Obviously, um, Xi from China. I don't. I think that'd be a hard interview. Whoa! Right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be. I think. Yeah, him. him <laughs> yeah. What's going on with all the, this stuff? Um, probably. Um, How about MBS? You know, someone asked me that the other day. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's a thug. I think he's a murderer. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I don't know. What do you say? So you murderer. Like, what's the question? Yeah. Did you kill? Did you order them killing you? Then if he says no, I'd say, I think you're a liar, according to the thing you did. Where do you go? Where does that interview go? Like, yeah. that's the thing. No, I don't think I would interview him. He's a murderer. He seems to be a murderer. According to our intelligence agencies, he's right. a murderer. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, what do you, I think when I think of interviews, I think, what do you get out of it? What's the yield from it? Like, there's always a good interview with Elon, there's always a good interview with Tim Cook. There's always a good conversation to be had with these people, and so you want to have a conversation. And with Trump, it would it would be a good conversation. You know, it would be. A good, I'd love to interview Michelle Obama. I mean, she'd be fun. I mean, be you know, she's been interviewed by everybody recently because of her book. Um, so that's harder. A lot of them that are harder are the ones that are um, that have been interviewed a lot. You know what I mean? Is the practice? Well, no, it's interesting because, you know, Mark did a ton of interviews and the only one that really popped up was ours because I got him to say stuff, right? So it doesn't, I don't think it matters because mm. we got him to talk really deeply about the stuff that, you know, a lot of the interviews were a little light as far as I can tell. You know, didn't really press him on stuff. Um, but um, I'm trying to think of who else I would interview. That's a good question. God, I've been well, While you're noodling on that, I mean, you're one of the very few people who, who have taken. <laughs> when he comes back. Oh, he God, there we go. Him. Got it. He's coming back and he's pissed. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> The uh, the South Park Jesus or the, yeah sorry oh. I, that. I, just, <laughs> I just saw a bumper sticker that said that Jesus is coming back and boy is he pissed so the uh, you know happy you, holidays you're, you're one of these few people who take a stand against tech you have yes. this this brand I'm of not against tech not against tech. tech but you 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 have you know who else do you respect in in your business that mm-hmm. is is not just fucking putting out marketing stuff. I think, I, I think a lot of like, I think some of the New York Times stuff has been okay. amazing. Yeah. Shira Frankel did an amazing job, and, and her band of men <laughs> were attached to that byline. There was a lot of people I thought were great. Uh, they did Nick Confessoria, a whole bunch of them did a great job. Adai, a whole bunch, lots of people were involved. Uh, you know, um, Katie Benner, the Times has done some great work recently. A whole bunch of stuff that she's been. She's been covering the Justice Department, but recently she's done a bunch of other stuff. Um, I think th- there's a ton of reporters at the Times that are great, that are doing great work. I think that um, some of the Atlantic writers are really good. Um, you know, I love Olivia Nuzzi from New York. I mean, I, co- I don't write about what she writes about, but I think she's very funny. Um, uh, I love Jessica Pressley. Most of them are women. It's interesting. A lot of I think they're doing some of the really great work. Uh, um, there's bunches and bunches of people that are doing it. good stuff. Who do you listen to podcast-wise? Oh, um, I listen to a lot of people. I listen to it just, it just depends. I listen to Bill Simmons. I think he's just. I listen to people who I think are good. I'm not yeah. like I listen to people who are good. I listen to Mark Maron. I listen to. Um, uh, I, I just started listening to the um, burn, whatever you call it, slow burn mm. stuff like that. Guy left, right? That guy just left and stuff like that. Daily, daily burn, or yeah, what? I listen oh. to the daily. I like him with Barbaro. I like Barbaro. He's really? good. Yeah, and I listen to. Um, 
I like most of the interview shows. I listen to Terry Gross. I listen yeah. to like I, she's really. I listen to good, really good interviewers a lot of the time, and I really enjoy them. I'm sorry. I thought Alec Baldwin was very good, but apparently his show didn't work out. How are we doing? Is interview? Can you give us real time feedback no, here? I'm not going to give you. Real-time. How are we doing? I don't know why I'm interesting to anybody, but okay, fine. Are we? Uh, are we doing a good job? Like, how would you oh rate God. us? How really? would you rate us on a scale of are zero to a hundred? No, I'm not going to answer this that. Just don't wait do until she's not here and she can say it on Twitter. We got to do a three sixty review. No, no, no. I'm not going to help you with this. No, you cannot. I'm going to give you feedback later, Sunil. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. No, it's off, no. The, off the air. Do you like doing podcasts? Do I like, love it. Do you? Yeah. yeah. It's fun to chit-chat with people, right? People love to talk. I yeah. I get my inspiration from, there was a uh, My Dinner with Andre. Do you remember that movie? That kind of thing. That that kind of like a long discussion that's really good is really good. A really bad discussion is really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to like a discussion that's like a really boring Brooklyn dinner party, like where you just go into the bathroom and start texting while you're there. I just did that recently. <laughs> It was such a boring day. I went to and started. I love. I like. I, I think it's so much fun to do podcasting. It's mm-hmm. like here. You don't know us or spend time no. with us, but no. we get this little peek into yes. your life, and you yeah. get maybe a little bit of peek into yeah. who we are. Dull life that it is, and that's yeah. like that's kind of fun. Actually, and not it's, a dull, I do not have a dull life. I have a great life. It sounds like and, I and busy. Yes, I am. I'm always somewhere with someone interesting. That's what. I, that's what I try to be is somewhere with someone interesting. Like I just did a podcast in Los Angeles. Sean Hayes from Will and Grace, who I love, who's who's become like a pal. Like I lo- I really. That was really fun. That was like was not something I don't cover that stuff, but he's brilliant. He does a lot of producing. He has some great thoughts on, on being in Hollywood right now with in digital and stuff. And it was just great. It was an unexpectedly good podcast with him, for example. So I often like I don't I try really hard to find people that will surprise you. Like I I, I talked about this one podcast a lot because I two podcasts recently that I did a lot that I loved was. One was with Nicole Wong, who was the lawyer for Google yeah. and Twitter, who was incredibly wise about what how we got into this mess. You know, she was there when they were making these policy decisions around what uh, on all kind of content, and she just was. I thought she framed brilliantly the problems they had. Um, I'm gonna have her on again because she was so good. And then um, Jaron Lanier, I had on, who has a book about getting off of social media, but he loves tech. And so someone who loves tech talking smartly about the problems of tech was really like he wasn't just some yim yam just going. Ah, tech sucks. Like, you know what I mean? He knows it. He made it. He created it. And he really did begin to talk about, you know, he was talking about social media in particular. He was talking about how this is the greatest human experiment on humans to communi- in communication in history, and it's failing. And why? Like, he's interested in why. So I love that conversation. I thought that was a great conversation. And then Maria Ressa, who was just on the cover of Time magazine, I interviewed her a month ago, um, and she, uh, I had met her at a thing, and I'd known about what Rappler was doing. I was following what Rappler's doing in the Philippines, which is this great journalism, and knew she was in trouble. Um, and she was in the United States, and I said, can you please do an interview with me before you go back? Because I think you're going to get arrested. And she did get arrested, you know, because they were, she's been against the, 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 the homicidal regime um, that is running the Philippines right now. Um, and uh, and so we did this amazing uh, discussion about the impact of Facebook, the impact of social media, the impact of online journalism, and those kind of things. Like, uh, what's not to like about my day? Yeah. Would you ever be a teacher, a professor? No, I'm terrible. Really? I, I did a, I did a master's. So there was a, the Wojcicki, one of the Esther Wojcicki, who was a journalism professor, who was the mother of Susan Wojcicki, who runs YouTube, and the, and the other Wojcicki was married to Sergey, who also she runs Twenty Three and Me. So they had a chair over at Berkeley. There was a week-long master class, and I did it for a week. I brought in all kinds of people to talk to the, the, the students, and I gave classes, and I hated teaching. <laughs> I hate teaching. I'm the worst teacher. I'm like, oh, can't you just figure it out? I did. That kind of thing. I went to Columbia Journalism School, too. Well, 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 uh, what, what? I hate teaching. I hate, I hate it. 
I, I just wouldn't have caught that. And, no, I mean, teaching I is so, you have to be so warm and no, friendly and be able to tell the stories it. and get people engaged. I hate it. Yeah. hate it. I'd rather be So we won't see Professor Switcher no, anytime soon. No, 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 no. We'll, 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 do, we'll close out with a couple of questions. Sure. Uh, first, what's one thing that would surprise you, or surprise people about you, uh, that, you know, that's not widely known? Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, um, I would be a very good housewife. I'm a very clean and neat person and I keep, I'm a very good mother. Like I'm very like, I'm very motherly and very, with my kids, I'm very, the house is really clean. Everything is perfect. It's like, I'm very, I keep a nice house. I keep Ro- Roomba or no, no Roomba? No Roomba. Oh, of okay. course not. No, Sweet no, no. But I'm just saying, I just, I, you, they'd be surprised how, uh, how much time I spend uh, on my home stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I would say that. I do. I spend a lot of time with my kids. I spend a lot of time with my kids. Um, well, I wouldn't be surprised by that after <laughs> spending the last half hour with you. Um, I appreciate I like the conversation today. Like yeah, it's, no I've, had a, I've had a lot of fun, so thank you for the time. We have one question that sure. we always want to end on. Sure. In the networks that you spend your time on, maybe we could say Twitter, is there a person or an organization or something that you'd recommend our listeners to follow and pay attention to? To follow and pay mm-hmm. attention to? Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I have such a wide range of things I pay attention to. Yeah. On You mean on Twitter? On, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Whew, what do I read every day? God, I can't, I can't get, answer that. I, I, I have such a wide range of things How I about pay about a person attention. right now that you're really intrigued with that's on Twitter? You're like, they get it. They're doing a good job. Chrissy Teigen, of All course. Right, there you I'm go. sorry. How can no, you that's not perfect. Every single day she says something funny. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and unusual. She did the whole thing today, yesterday, about the mace. The, the guy stole the mace in Britain, and she didn't understand it, and she was asking questions, and the whole back and forth between her and all of Britain was hysterical. <laughs> I haven't read that yet. I'm you mean? Read. There's a, they're Go like, first, he t- he, the guy took the mace, and then, like, she's like, why did he take the mace, and what happens next? And they're like, well, the lady with the sword stops him. She's like, there's a lady with a sword? Like, the whole thing went back. Like, it, it just was like, and she, they go, yes, the lady with the sword. She goes, what if the lady with the sword doesn't stop him? What happens then? Well, then, like, they can't make laws. Like, she's like, what? Like, in the whole the whole what, every time she said what, was my, I just was a delight. It was uh, a delight. It was, I had an enjoyable, and then I laughed and laughed, and it was better than anything else. So oh, that's perfect. Good. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Thank you so Chrissy much Teague. for spending time with us today. No yeah, problem. you were really awesome. Thank it. you. Uh, Chrissy Teigen? I don't follow her, I have to admit. I still can't believe that. I just absolutely can't believe that you are so tuned into everything. But I don't follow her, but I am somewhat convinced that after this conversation with Kara that we should, or yeah. I should, rather. I'm with you, and I, I think you've got to keep a picture in your head of a mashup between Chrissy Teigen and Angela Merkel. Well, what I'm left with is just how intense that conversation was and how thankful I am that uh, Kara is reporting on technology. Yeah, on the front lines. And um, we appreciate the time that you spent with us today. If you enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it, we'd appreciate you hopping out to the places that you found our podcast and rating us five stars. Thanks for joining us.